seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland and uh, play for Celtic. Hello and welcome to the Bynum Celtic podcast. My name is Lon Stonigan and I'm joined this week, this week, by my good pals, Paul Thompson, Remy McSwain. How are you doing, Remy? Well, for the avoidance of doubt, it's incumbent on me to say, whilst being cognizant of the fact that we're in the middle of an abhorrent global crisis, I only really care about everybody else, but I'm all right. Very good. <laughs> Paul? I did have to write that down. I have to admit, I did do one bit of research. Is Jim Trainer living in the back bedroom in your house? Thankfully not. Christ, my food bill's bad enough without him. Paul, how you doing, pal? Uh, I'm, I'm good. My, my, my head's still spinning after reading the statement, statement I caught last night, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good apart from that. Right, so I'm going to make a confession. Uh, it's very hard following Scottish football at the best of times from 5,000 miles away, but it's been head spinning the last few days. So I'm going to bow to you. You, you, both you guys know I've been following a lot more closely than me are unable to follow a lot, a lot more closely to me. I've also made the decision, Paul, not listening to Super Scoreboard or BBC Scotland. Am I missing much? Sports Sound or whatever it's called? Oh, I, don't, I don't watch that. I don't no. listen to that. I certainly don't watch because it's not, it's not silly. But... <laughs> Sports Sound's been off for a few weeks, but they did a 20-minute podcast last night. That was it. Just because, obviously, there had been a there had been a, a motion and a, a statement. So they did 20 minutes and that. That so, was it. So let me guess, it was hosted by Rangers fan Kenny McIntyre uh, and the guests were uh, former Rangers players Barry Ferguson, uh, his brother Derek Ferguson, uh, McCann and Billy Dodds. That's really impressive because you got every one of them wrong. Oh. It was, uh, no, it was hosted by David Curry. All right. With the... Uh, Kenny McIntyre as a guest. Jesus. And the other guests were Tom English and Brian McLaughlin. I actually once played five sides with Kenny McIntyre. He's actually a decent big lad, but he was the dirtiest player I've ever... He was in five sides. We are quotes and quotes pals. Absolutely brutal. Anyway, the... Bring me That's up a to... tremendous showbiz anecdote there. Oh, there you go. Tremendous. <laughs> tremendous. The uh, the so bring me up to speed. As far as I can make out, uh, Rangers want all the cakes, all the cakes, and they want to eat them all themselves. Is that about, is that about sum it up? No, they just want to help everybody in Scottish football. It's not it's nothing to do with them. They're they they want they want sporting integrity and the money to save Scottish football. They've been selfless and altruistic. Uh, so, what, what have they? What have they said? But I see, Paul, you made a good point before we come on. Ain't there's any chance that the chief executive saw this that statement before it came out? What's the chances? I'd I'd say they were very slim. Uh, I think I think Remy made a point on Twitter, and uh, and I think Harry made a similar point uh, about they've got a CEO who's also a member of the SPFL board who've put forward a resolution for voting on, and now they've come out and savaged 
that very resolution and effectively accused the board of improper governance of Scottish football. So in effect, they're accusing themselves, which is probably actually the most rational part of their entire statement. So the uh, so the Rangers CEO is on the board of the SPFL uh, and he agreed with the resolution that the board had put forward. At the same time, his own club have slaughtered this proposal, correct? They've slaughtered the proposal and they've slaughtered the board. So it's a six-man board. So he's one-sixth of the board and they've come out and accused the board of improper governance, which basically means that they're accusing their own CEO. And he, and again, as to go back to your question, what CEO in his right mind would agree to a statement that implicates himself? So... He obviously had nothing to do with the statement. I've heard Clearly. I've heard this before that he I think somebody told me that they once some journalist told me he once phoned him and said, What about the statement? And he went, What statement? So Jim Trainer and Douglas Park and Dave King are all operating uh to a different I don't know if is Trainer still around? Well the new guy. I think I mean it's marching marching. Well, the rumour is the new guy doesn't start till May, is but it? whether that's true or not, no no, no there's no there's it's amazing that the place it, it always leaks like a sieve, and it hasn't for the last two or three weeks. It's uh, it's been quite quite a strange time, and not seeing the papers filled every day with, with rubbish that they've deliberately leaked. Feel good stories. The um, the of course the marching season has been cancelled, so the boy won't be uh, he won't be ironing his aprons and his sashes and all that. So he might have a bit of time to do a bit of PR work. Um, so that seems very, very odd. Again, they're hard to follow because it is a bit like Donald Trump. I mean, logic and reason comes nowhere near the way that they behave. What are they actually asking for, Ren? Well, they're, they're asking... Well, they, they, they deliberately don't want to say they want the league null and voided. So they're, they're not saying that, but what they're and they're, they're saying they want to play out the league for sport and integrity, but they won't play behind closed doors, and they've ripped up their pitch. So I mean, obviously there's been an announcement today that there'll be no football or training before June the tenth. But you know, this they started ripping up their pitch this week before there were any announcements. So they don't they don't want to say they want null and void. They say they want to play it out. They don't want. So they don't want the league called, but what they've said is they want the prize money to be distributed, and if it can't be distributed, they want it as an interest-free loan, which they will be entitled to pay back when the league is finished. So it's like you say, they want all their cakes, yeah. But uh, you know, they don't want any of they don't want to pay, they want all their cakes for free without paying any prices. The uh, that's an interesting word, uh, Rem. Entitled. To pay back, I, I don't understand that. So I owe the yeah. bank a mortgage, uh, and I'm entitled to pay. Well, I, I don't want to be entitled. I don't want to pay it back. Uh, what's it, what, what are you going to do, bank? It yeah, seems it's an a, interesting one, especially if you get no cash to get you through to, let's say July. Let's say the league don't pay the money, because the the league's position has always been they can only pay out prize money if the league's declared. So. How are they going to get by to July? I mean, a friend of ours 
sent us a text earlier which uh, made the point that there would be an unsecured loan if it was granted and an unsecured loan would rank obviously below any secured loans and in any kind of insolvency event in the future. So effectively, the SPFL would be going at risk. They would be going at risk with any club that they gave an interest fee loan to, unsecured. But certainly a club with with their financial health record, uh, that would be a strange government's move indeed by our SPFL board. Well, we've talked about this before. So there's 12 clubs in the league. Uh, only one, and even Celtic might be in trouble if this goes on for months, but only one really has a secure short-term financial future. If I'm a, if I'm the SPFL, why am I given in these circumstances? Why would I be given unsecured loans to a bunch of businesses that have a, a very good, strong chance of of actually going into administration? It, it it doesn't, you know. Then you're then the SP in the SPFL is out of business. How would they run with no money? Listen, to be fair, there's an argument you could make, and I've seen a couple of people make it on, on Twitter over the last 24 hours. You could make an argument that says, you know, I think the, the bottom team in the league's guaranteed a million quid or something. I can't remember the exact number, but you could pay out, basically you could pay everybody an equal sum, which is equivalent to, to what you get for finishing 12th place. And then once the league positions are agreed, then you hand out the differential between the amount you got and the amount that you've won. But what Rangers are proposing in the bizarre fashion of it is they don't want the league declared because sport integrity, 38 games need to be played, they can still mathematically finish first. But they want the money equivalent to second place, you know, second place prize prize winnings, despite the fact that they are not mathematically guaranteed to finish in second place theoretically Motherwell and Aberdeen could still catch them so again another completely contradictory statement in the in the same you know consecutive paragraphs basically it, it just makes no sense whatsoever I, I'd say I, I get the logic of handing out some money and if it's the minimum amount that the, the league can provide it's still going to be you know you're handing it to, to potential basket case businesses but your argument can be well they've earned it but handing out his loans is madness, absolute madness. A couple of points for you, Rem. Uh, first is, uh, the first I'm so bedazzled here. Uh, I mean, they can fool their kind of base with this, again, a bit like Donald Trump, they can fool their base with this kind of guff and rubbish. Um, but clearly the SPFL clubs are having, you know, if I'm a CEO of, you know, Hibs or whatever or Motherwell I'm looking at it just shaking my head I mean everybody knows what's going on what's the um, what's your ultimate aim Ray? What, what are they after they're trying to delay the season being called as long as they can so that they can put null and void on the table that's it really I think they would rather they would rather go bust than see us get nine in a row. That that's how pathetic they are. They, they hide behind. They're doing it all for the good of Scottish football, but they want they want the league declared null and void. Right, and the delay uh, digging up the pitch, uh, slaughtering their own CEO as uh, as part of the SPFL board, uh, 
we won't play games behind closed doors when I, get, I see in Ge- Germany are about to start playing games behind closed doors next month. Um, so it's all about right now. They know that they don't have the votes. Uh, uh, that the I think I think it's seventy five percent. Paul, is that right? The SPFL. Yeah, they, they need they basically need seventy five percent to pass a motion, and and they need to get you know they need to get more than twenty five percent to vote against the motion as it stands that the league have put forward. So as things stand just now, I think they've got likely have two clubs in support themselves and Hearts will support both sides of that. Hearts will vote against and, and Hearts will vote for Rangers. But as you say, Lawrence, if you look at Aberdeen, you look at Motherwell. You look at Livingston, who came out with a very articulate statement today on it. Uh, you've heard Leanne Dempster talking about, you know, we, we might need to consider the possibility of, of calling it. All the, you know, a number of the other teams in the league have taken the pragmatic view that says we need the prize money, we need to plan for next season, we need to be able to sell season tickets. Uh, how can you possibly do that when you've got an open-ended current season? You know, we're already in a situation we've talked about Celtic where they've, they've delayed season tickets by a month. Uh, if, if we then end in a position where the league might not start till what, end July, so when does your season ticket start? How many games is it for? You know, what's it going to cover? When are you actually getting back in a stadium, to be fair, because we've still got the public health advice that will need to be followed around that. Uh, that's where people should be putting their attention and their energies, planning next season. This season's done. Um, the way I kind of see it then is they are just, right now, they know they've lo- they're losing the votes. Uh, they're losing the they're losing the court of public opinion. Uh, the rest of Scottish football, with the exception of Anne Budge at Hearts, uh, and we'll come on to her in a minute, uh, are rolling their eyes at them. But they've been doing that anyway for a long time. Uh, so all they really want to do is just kick this down as far as they can, uh, on the off chance that something will come up or something will come along or they'll get a, a lucky break somewhere Italy and Spain and England all go null and void then the, the kind of momentum would gather uh, that's I mean that to me it's like a Hail Mary pass isn't it Paul? Yeah and I mean it's, it's obviously not going to help them the Belgium look like they've won their argument with UEFA uh, the reports this afternoon are that UEFA are relaxing their hardline stance that they took against Belgium last week the Dutch have already come out and told UEFA look, we'll decide what's good for our league, not you. So the Dutch are probably going to follow a, a similar model to what Belgium planned to do beginning of last week. So that, that sort of increases the inevitability of what Scotland are going to do. It, it, you know, it's, it, to me, it just looks like delay. I think, the, again, wise man sent, sent a number of us a text this, uh, this afternoon and the next predicted move that they'll make would be to go after the Champions League and Europa League money for next season. So, you know, the league gets called, they kick and scream about it, and then they go, right, okay, we'll accept it, but only if you split, you know, the Champions League money, we could have won. Uh, you can see that coming <laughs> as well. They're, they're, they're absolutely transparent in what they're doing. Uh, Jim, they're Bowen, Jim Bowen, their new CEO or something like that, you know, let's show me what you could have won. I mean... <sighs> We've all we've all looked at the statistical probabilities of them winning the league. Was it one point one three percent? Yeah. I was looking at is that what I was looking at last night? We've we've lost two games in thirty. So we've we've lost six percent of our games in the league this season. We would need to lose fifty percent, and they would need to win a hundred percent of their remaining games 
to, to, to even get to a mathematical point. There's no scientific basis on earth that, that they can use beyond we are the people. Uh, exactly, the... because it's, it's even if you take their, 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 their big straw clutcher about they've got two games against us still to play, and if they win them and their game in hand, the gap's only four points. Well, they, they're, not, they're not playing those three games in a row. When they play us in the post-split game, because of the fear of that being a league decider, that would be like somewhat the second last game of the season. We'll have won the league by then. That game will not matter. Yep. The uh, unless we might as well put the marker down here. The uh, we played them three times this year. We've beaten them twice. They've beaten us once. So there's that. I, I don't know if it, why would you, but I did because I, you know, it was either that or God knows what else. I, I watched the Ross County game. I, the last game, Alan McGregor was man of the match. I think that was our last game. And they, they got a deflected goal in the 78th minute to sneak it 1-0. I mean, they were not uh, gathering momentum, shall we say. Uh, so that the idea, as you say, Paul, that we lose 50% of our games between now and the end of the season and they win 100% of their games is just absolutely absurd. Uh, can you imagine... You know the, the part that, sorry, Lawrence, but you know the past is no guide to the future, but if you take... The tradition of their performances after a, a mid-season break, you know, there's there's a lot to show that they don't start well. Uh, can you imagine? Here's something as well. Can you imagine if the roles were reversed? Can you imagine what they would be? What they would be saying? It's uh, yeah. it's it's laughable. I mean, again, here's a here's a question for you, Paul. So, say. What about this? Why can't we just just kick it down the line uh, and maybe we'll get some football in August? We can finish the season in August, September. Why not do that? Look, we could, right? I, I think, you know, based on our cursory knowledge of Celtic's finances and based on, you know, all, all other things being equal, I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could absorb, you know, particularly given the... The, the 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 furlough exercise that's going on that's going to uh, you know love it or hate it it's going to help the club's finances uh, at least be sustained in some way so we could but who else could who else could make it to that far uh, from the other SPFL clubs now they might but I doubt it uh, if particularly if you know you're not going to be able to sell a full season season ticket let's say for the sake of argument, it becomes apparent sometime between now and then that you're not going to be able to get people back in grounds for a long time, which is what we're all expecting, or or back in a reduced capacity. Where's where's the financing coming for for Scottish football? So how it's going to be difficult enough for people to hang on as it stands, but hanging on on an open-ended promise, it's it's not going to work. It's not going to work. As I, as I said at the start, we could do it, but we could end up being the only club standing at the end of it. So, is it really worth it taking that risk? I, I personally don't think so, but you know that's that seems to be what the other CEOs of the other clubs are coming to, and that's why it's an unsatisfactory end to the season for everybody. You know, none of us are going to get the chance to celebrate the way we would normally celebrate winning a week. Uh, we'll make up for it next year, to be fair. But you know, this this is the worst 
the worst possible set of circumstances that any of us could ever have imagined for Scottish football. Nobody's taking any glory out of what's going to happen, but it, it needs to happen. So we can't go late because uh, the clubs right now can't guarantee what next season would look, would look like. And if we can't guarantee what next season would look out look like, we can't sell season tickets. What's the situation with the Sky, the, the new TV deals as well? I would imagine Sky aren't going to be... Because TV countries around the world are not lying down to the leagues. I mean, Canal Plus asked for, I think, $160 million back from the French League. Uh, yep. So if, if SPFL go to Sky and say, well, we're going to give you a foreshortened season... And uh, oh, and by the way, Premier League. I know you've bought the League Cup, but we're not having a League Cup this year. Well, that's that's more money gone. I would imagine Sky would have would want to renegotiate, and Premier League Sports would want their money back. I'm guessing. Yeah, quite, it would make perfect sense for them to ask for their money back in those circumstances. Uh, you've you've got the complication of the existing TV contracts being based around the end of this season. So you know you're lucky because Sky are a big part of that contract, but at some point. If BT Sport don't get the remaining league games and the playoff games, which I think they carry every year, then they're going to be looking for for some form of compensation, which, to be fair, won't be huge. Uh, but Sky, Sky are going to have they, they're going to have to look at their scheduling and when when can they get football back? And they're going to have the English Premier League and the English Championship coming back on stream at some point. Uh, whether it will be this season or next season remains to be seen. Uh, but you know they've got TV deals, and we've got TV deals, and the complication of you know missing the deadlines around them. If we assume that the league cup starts in July, so the contract with Premier Sport starts then, and the league starts in August, so the contract with Sky starts then. If if you're still playing this season in July and August, those contracts are potentially null and void. The. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, that that would be my preferred is just to to let it, you know, let it run. But I can see what you're saying, Paul. I mean, clubs have to plan for next year without without see. I, I mean, I, I know Celtic are Celtic season tickets on sale. What's it? Technically, they're on sale, but I think I think you know, I and I both got emails last week, as I'm sure a lot of the guys listening to this will be that that, that said that the the deadline had been delayed for the first to the 29th of May. But that deadline will be extended. If we're not going to have any football before then, I, I suspect the, the extent the, the, the deadline will coincide with whenever we get an announcement around what's actually happening next season. It's going to be difficult to sell season tickets for anybody, particularly when you've got the noise coming out for the Bundesliga and others that are saying, yeah, football will be back, but fans won't be. So how the hell do you, do you sell a season ticket in May for a game you might not get to till January or February next year? By the way, can you imagine the call? Uh, the Rangers, what's his name? Rob, is it Robertson? Yeah, Stuart Robertson calling uh, Peter Lowell to say, "But uh, uh, hi, Peter, it's, uh, Stuart here. Uh, we want half your Champions League money." <laughs> can you imagine? Aye, well, that'd be hilarious. The first thing I'd be doing though is if I'm Peter Lowell, I'd be phoning him and saying, "We want all the money back for the tickets we bought off you." Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, it wasn't it wasn't a lot, was it? It'd be seventy grand's worth, I guess. Well, Seven hundred and fifty tickets at fifty quid a pop. All right, what's that? Well, yeah, I don't. I, I'm guessing we won't see that many, money for a while. Nearly forty grand. Nearly forty grand, right? But you know, forty grand to them is a lot of money. 
Uh, our, our supporters that bought tickets will have to be reimbursed. Plus, you know, obviously we need money back off Hibs as well because they were in sale. But, you know, they're, they're sitting with money belonging to Celtic fans. They'll actually be getting paid back. As soon, you know, that, that, but that's one of the other reasons why they kicked the can down the road. They don't have to pay any of them back. They don't have to make a decision on do we pay our season ticket holders back for the games that didn't take place. You know, the fact that we their fans will have bought tickets for that game as well. I mean, I don't know how many they'd sell. 4,000? I think the thing about, you know, this sort of ridiculous notion that, that Celtic didn't want to play the league out and or any way any of us are scared to play the league out. I mean, as a fan, I mean, I'm, was it any we're missing four? Four home games. Four home games. We're missing four away games. Uh, missing a, a semi-final and a potential cup final uh, because yeah. of the way it's planning it just now. Now, there's, there's no one supporter you'll find who would want to give that up for where we are just now. But you've got to be realistic and pragmatic. And, and if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. You know, the, we, we, there's none of us can magic up a solution to this one, unfortunately. And, you know, to, to, you, you can't just leave it open-ended. There's going to have to be a decision made, whether it's made at the end of April or made at the end of May, there's going to have to be a decision made about this season because you know, I'm increasingly sceptical we'll be able to play without causing damage to, to the longer term of Scottish football. Actually, Paul, just, just thinking about it, they didn't they didn't make any decision about the Scottish Cup yesterday. I I still think that maybe they'll plan to play that as the precursor to next season. Aye. I, mean, I'm, I think I think they still and, and, and you know what I'd be I'd be all in favour of that. I think that'd be brilliant that'd be a brilliant way to start football back again, although as you say, we might not be able to be there. But you know, it's still a good way to start the season. It'd be a cracking occasion uh, to, yeah. to to get the two. You know, I agree with you. I, I want to see the games. I want to be there when we win, we win the league. Um, I mean, okay, we've won it in all but name, but mathematically, we haven't got over the line yet. I mean, it's a, it's only a, it's a formality, but I still want it to be played. And to be fair, Celtic statement the other day said one hundred percent that is what they wanted to do. However. They accepted that a lot of clubs wouldn't have the money to get to that point and they would do what was best for Scottish football. What's the timetable, Remy, in all these votes? The the votes have to be in by, I think it's five o'clock tomorrow. And that's for the three lower divisions, right? No, us as well. All right. They're voting in all leagues tomorrow. Um, But... We are not. If if the lower leagues vote to call it, then it's getting called. Ours isn't. Right. Sorry, missed that. And the word is it will not be called. I think it's is it April twenty third. UEFA have yeah. got their April twenty third. But what it what it does do is establish a principle. So if the principle is agreed for the three bottom divisions that you go on this average points per game basis to 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 add up the points to the end of the week, then the principle is. If, if that resolution passes, that's what happens to our league. So once that meeting happens on the 23rd and UEFA either ratify that the leagues go on or they more likely say that leagues can make their own individual decisions in line with their contractual obligations, then that's when it'll be called. So so if Harry's listening, keep your diary clear for the 23rd, pal. We might need you. The... Uh... I wonder what will come in that UEFA meeting. I wonder what 
if they'll say anything definitive about uh, we're not having null and void under any circumstances, we want your Champions League, Europa League uh, participants by June the 1st or whenever. Well, well, I mean, if you take... The Belgian thing's quite an interesting one because we talked about that on the podcast that last week. Belgium had made their decision. Club Bruges, Asterix had won the league. Uh, and basically what was going to happen then was the Belgians were going to ratify it internally with their FA. Then UEFA got all excited about it, said that you know we'll kick you out in Europe next season if you make these decisions. It all got a bit towsy. Uh, they have a meeting and then Belgium announced this afternoon that they're going ahead with what they planned in the first place. So UEFA clearly backed down from where they were, as we said they would, because they'd got to realise the differential between a league like Belgium, a league like Holland, a league like Scotland, v you know France, England, Italy, Spain, Germany, because the, the money and the, the 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 difference between reliance on TV rights and reliance on gate money is massive between those leagues. You know the the five big leagues are. You know, gate money, particularly in Germany, is you know it's still a, a big participation sport. But when you actually look at the uh, the difference between the average that clubs bring in between gate money and TV money in the smaller leagues, it's it's massively geared towards gate money. So you know, if clubs have not got gate money, they've not got TV money to back it up, and that's that's where UEFA have got themselves all wrong. They they think continually from the perspective of the top five nations. They don't consider the other fifty nations who've got to, you know, scrape around to try and get by. I wonder if they've got a view on null and void UEFA. I mean, null and void means that messes up qualifications for the European competitions, doesn't it? I mean, how do you pick your how do you pick your teams if you null and void your league? Yeah. Well, if you're going last season, for example, right, and and the Premier English Premier League say we're just going to nominate the same teams, right? So you've got Spurs would get in haven't qualified Leicester would be denied it have qualified they would be opening themselves so they haven't qualified yet but you know they're in a position to qualify they're all going to sue yeah I would imagine they're all going to sue and, and, and it's just it's just going to be an utter shambles the uh... I, I know. one thing from a Scottish perspective we've just had the most successful coefficient season in you know Ten years or more since since Rangers and Celtic got to the cup finals, that would be well. That'll be all right though, because if 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 UEFA null and void it, Rangers will make sure they get to keep their points. Because that's because that's what they do. Aye, true. So Aye. basically, to sum it all up, Rangers are prepared to burn down Scottish football, burn it down, on the off chance that everybody will change our mind between now and July or August uh, and 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 say, we're, oh, by the way, we're all now backing null and void. That's not a very persuasive... Yeah, it's not a very persuasive argument. We're going to ruin you all, but, oh, in the hope that, you know, when by the time we've almost ruined you, you'll all come round to our point of view. I mean, it doesn't make... I mean, it's, it's insane, isn't it? It is, but it doesn't... I mean... They can't wait to July because the vote will be in by tomorrow. So, you know, okay, there's yesterday it looked like a foregone conclusion that it was going to be passed. Now, the the journalists on Twitter are starting to say, well, it might not be passed. But, you know, the only club, I think, there's only three clubs in the SPFL have come out with their decisions. You know, one, 
but obviously one we know we've been taught about. Second one is Hearts, and they obviously don't want it because they would be relegated, which is a real shame. And the third one who've come out today is Livingston, and they've said they're voting for it. And they're voting for it on the basis that they don't know when football is going to start and they need the Sky deal in place for next season, just what we've been talking about all day. Now, the only other rumour I've seen of any club that might dissent about it is Hibs, because because they're using the average point methodology, they would uh, drop from 6th to 7th and would lose 250 grand out of it. So you could see why they might be miffed. I mean, to me, the solution to that is you aggregate position six and seven and half the money but it, the rumour I mean why would Motherwell vote against it why would Hamilton why would St Mirren you know Celtic what would they do you know Celtic want the league to be finished but are they, you know, to take your phrase Lawrence are they going to burn down Scottish football I don't think they are the uh, so is it 12 clubs what does it need to be to pass is it 9-3 yeah 9-3 yeah. no 8-4 8-4 it is no, hang on a minute, it's 75%, isn't it? 75%, yeah. 75, okay, 9-3. So the, the rumour is Hibs might might be one of the three. But even at that, it's, it's still 9-3. Um, what a mess. Yep. What a shambles. A bit like this oh, podcast. It's a mess. And it's worse than the Championship. I mean, the story is that the Championship is the worst league because A, Thistle have said they're not voting for it because they'd get relegated. And then you've got the the four teams, sorry, the three teams who would be entitled to a playoff at the end of the season. Um, so the, the the decision yesterday was there'd be no playoffs. So you'd think that automatically the teams in the playoff position would all be saying, what the hell's going on here? But the only one I've seen so far publicly to say anything is the chairman of Air United, Harry Brady's mate, who has said... <laughs> Whilst he went into the meeting believing that we should play the season out, having seen the presentations and all the financial implications, he's now voting for the season to be called now. Um, be interesting anyway. Uh, the It's really unsatisfactory, isn't it, Paul? What a... But that's a great point. You know, we don't want to... Like, you know, we were, the Scottish Cup's gubbed. We had a chance of a fourth treble. I look, look, we we've been lucky the last three years. We're not lucky; we've, we've deserved it. But we've been lucky enough to witness it. And and Remy and I have, have, have obviously been at the finals, and and we are mates. And you know, you've been at games you've been over, Lawrence, and we've we've all enjoyed what's come with it. We're, we're going to get a right hollow feeling this year. Whatever happens, it's it's not going to be great. You know, I still I resent. The the comments and the wording that people use around us being handed the league or being given the league, I really resent that because we're winning it and we're winning it well and we're winning it on merit and everything we've ever done. To be fair, uh, we've as far as I'm aware, we've won on merit, and uh, you know I, I do resent the implication that we're being handed it in some sort of backroom deal. We're in the situation we're in because of a global crisis that's not anybody in Scottish football is making. There's really nothing we can do to to stop what's happened. And you know, as we've talked about before, I think the old is a Klopp quote or a Ancelotti quote about football being the, the most important and the least important things. And it is very true that 
you know, football matters to us, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. But nobody wants it to be like this. Nobody in Scottish football or any kind of football wants this to end the way it's going to end. But if that's what it has to be, then that's what it has to be. I agree with that, Paul. When, you know, we, we are usually quite quick to slag Doncaster, Maxwell at all. But this time, they really are in between a rock and a hard place. And none of them will have any experience of what to do in this. And no matter what solution they come up with, they are not going to please everybody. Um, and I can accept why Hearts are upset. My belief is it's their own fault. They could have beat, If they'd have beaten St Myrne, they wouldn't be in this position. And yeah, they might have stayed up, but you know their average point says they wouldn't. You know, so I can't believe that the team in second place, who have got a one percent chance of winning the league, are driving this descent. Um, it's pure. It's it's opportunism. That's if if anybody should be should be called out for their attitude towards Scottish football, it should be these chancers who are just trying opportunistically. To, to twist things around to suit whatever agenda is that's suiting them this week. Uh, they're not interested in Scottish football. They've not been interested in Scottish football in all the time. I've been aware of a club playing out of Ibrox, but if you go back to 2012, they were quite prepared to burn Scottish football down then. They thought Scottish football would die when they disappeared for four yeah. years to the lower divisions. It didn't. And what's more, you could argue it's probably the most productive period that Scottish football's seen in a long time in terms of the way the trophies were spread about we weren't quite as dominant cup-wise as we've become since they reappeared, which we have to keep reminding them. But Scottish football was, yeah, maybe crowds might have been done a bit in the, the top league, but it was actually quite a pleasant place to go and watch your games. That all stopped again when they came back up. That's I, I think that hard to forget that. Do you remember something else, Paul? And We are going back a wee bit here, but do you remember there used to be a team called Airdrie? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They were put down for a debt of 50 grand. Yep. Dubai. Yeah. David Murray. Yep. The, um, they, they only cared about Scottish football. Um, yeah. Is there any other news? I don't think Celtic have been comporting themselves through all of this, Ren. Uh, I think they have. I thought their statement the other day was excellent. Um, I. I think they got the message out there that we do want to play the league out. Paul's, Paul's very eloquently, yeah, I can't even say it there, has very eloquently stated why we want to play the league out. You know, the supporters want to see it because we know there's a 99% chance we were winning the league and we have a great chance of winning another treble. And we all want to be there and we can afford to see it out. But other teams in Scotland can and we've all consistently said that we want a league to play in when this comes back and I think Celtic have played it really well The um, Stuart uh, is it the Stuart Robertson, he has to resign as Rangers CEO doesn't he? I mean it's he has to doesn't he? His own club has criticised him I, I don't care if he resigns as Rangers CEO, he should certainly resign for the SPFL board, it's an absolute nonsense that he's going to continue on the SPFL board, given that he's effectively, if he's silent on this one, then he's effectively condoning his own club attacking the SPFL and attacking the SPFL board, which he's part of, which totally undermines any credibility he has. 
And even if he's no silent, how can he possibly represent a club that doesn't agree with his views? So he has to go. I mean, it's absolute nonsense he's on that board. He should resign before that vote. Yep, um, agreed. Um, he, before you go any further, Paul, a word of sympathy for Hearts. Yeah, Hearts are getting screwed, aren't they? I mean, they are. I'm, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here because I'm actually a couple of my heart's mates have been tuning in the podcast they've been so bored lately oh. but, uh, <laughs> actually I, hang on I've been tuning in the hearts podcast uh, with Big Mark oh, Donaldson oh. and uh, the boy I can't David something who does the hearts uh, TV comedy oh, Laurie, Laurie, Laurie that's Laurie something that's not David uh, anyway it's quite good anyway sorry I interrupted you Paul so so yeah I think Remy made a good point. They had the opportunity to to play themselves out of this right before the the curtain came down on the the season, as it's as it were. To be fair to them, they didn't know at that point that this was going to happen. Nobody you know, nobody knew definitively what was going to happen. We had a bit of an inkling it might, uh, but yeah, they've they've got themselves into the situation they're in because of what's happened on the park. And I do actually understand why they would vote with Rangers. I understand. You know, it's a desperation move. My, I guess, my discomfort with SPFL has it's a difficult sell to put out a statement and put out a, a resolution. Uh, sorry, that that talks about yeah, we need you to vote for this. This is how it's going to affect the four leagues. This is the three leagues are scrubbed. The fourth league, uh, we we roll on for another couple of weeks. And once you voted, then we might talk about league reconstruction. Now, there's an argument that says well, they've had enough time over the last four or five weeks to sit down, cobble together the same type of league reconstruction that we managed to discuss over a 10-minute, 15-minute chat on the podcast about four weeks ago, which was like, could you go to 14, could you go to 16, would you stop relegation and bring promotion up through the leagues into the, the Lowland League and the Highland League? Now, that's a, you know, if we can do that, three uninformed idiots like us on a podcast, then you'd like to think that the Ministry of the Scottish Football could do it uh, in a more structured and formal way and understand how that would affect contracts and, and all that kind of stuff. Even as an emergency resolution to say, look, we know this isn't ideal, but for season 20-21, we're going to run it as three leagues of 14, or a league of 14, three leagues of 10, whatever the, the right solution is, and, uh, and vote on that. Because I guarantee you, and I've said this repeatedly, if you put a resolution on the table that took uh, relegation off the table for everybody and put promotion on the table for more teams who would ordinarily be getting it, that would fly through. Yeah, Absolutely fly yeah. through. You'd have, you'd have one team that would look even more childish than it does at the moment who would vote against everything. But everybody else would look at it pragmatically and say, do you know what? You've made the best of a bad situation here. That that's where I think people are feeling at the moment that maybe they haven't. Is just you know they've left it too scrappy. The uh, I'm just looking at a quote from Ann Budge based on the conversations I've had, and I've talked to a number of clubs in the Premiership and Championship. Uh, I I don't believe I I don't believe that this will be supported. She's talking about the resolution, so maybe she knows something. Well, don't. I don't believe that Andy talks to her. Bar Craig Levine. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I just no. I just, she's she's clueless. I, I get I get her self interest, and I I do understand it. Um, I think it's the TV deal again that kills the potential to put two other teams up 
I mean, that's obviously what Hearts want. They, they, they want. They, I don't think Hearts are bothered about us being called champions. They just don't want to be relegated. Well, they had a chance of staying up, and I understand that. But it's like we were talking about earlier. They have to do something, and they are going to piss teams off. Yeah, um, I, I think it's worth restating for, for the you know avoiding saying doubt anybody who's listening to this, and I'm sure there's not many who, who would doubt it anyway. No and void would probably kill Scottish football. It would kill it from a financial perspective on based on existing year contracts. It would blow the credibility of future years contracts apart and it totally breaks the bond of trust between the football club and the supporter. Because why the hell would you possibly you know, this could happen again. This conceivably could happen again. You know, it's happened once, none of us know if it could happen again. We you've seen the scientific evidence and uh, advice about a potential second PK outbreak and all that kind of stuff. I'm not an expert on that, but there's nothing to say that this couldn't happen again. So why the hell would you invest in a product that you don't trust? Uh, yeah, it sounds perfectly sensible. Uh, anyway, I guess we'll find out uh, tomorrow. What what if the resolution gets uh, gets defeated? What happens then, Rem? Any ideas? Well, it'll be like trees. It'll be like trees. I'm with a Brexit vote. They'll show. They'll keep coming back with a wee tweak to try and get it through. That, that's basically it. I mean, if you look at the leagues, three three of the leagues out of four, you know, they have champions elect. The only league that's tight is Division One between Wraith and Falkirk. You know, so w- whether they could suggest a playoff game, one a ah. two-legged game for them, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I know. It doesn't I, affect Europe. It doesn't affect Europe. I, uh, if, I, I, I'm not. I'm certainly not for that. If I'm Celtic, because that that opens up the. The the argument that no, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't. If we're thirteen points clear plus one hundred and seventy five goals, there's there's no there's no justification for a two legged playoff final in our league. I saw you. Because, I saw you get into a conversation with a uh, with a Espanol fan about uh, the boy. I mean, he, he offered you a usual, playoff. I uh, offered me a playoff. Oh no! I mean, it's hang like, on. But he, Celtic could have the home. Uh, they can play at home. Are we get a home advantage? Yeah. Because because we're thirteen points clear. I mean, it's like playing chess with a pigeon, as the saying goes. You know, it's, they're just they're, they're these guys. All three weeks ago, were greeting after Hamilton beating them. That's a league done. Gerard should go, but now they were going to win it. It's mental. Uh, I mean, the other, the other thing about the, the the proposal is the interesting thing is that because all the playoffs are scrapped, there's no promotions from the minor leagues or you know the regional leagues. There was the Highland League. They'd already called Brora Rangers as the champions, and the leaders in the I don't know what I don't know what it's called. Is it the Central League or whatever they call it? Wall, I think it's Roland, That's the word. Yeah, the champions elect to that were uh, Kelty Hearts. So another Rangers and Hearts sadly impacted by it, and Kelty Hearts are managed by Barry Ferguson. So I'm devastated. <laughs> if, if the boat gets void. Uh, the resolution gets voted down. I, I would agree. I think what's happening next week then will be what we just talked about. It'll come back and it'll come back with a proposal around uh, league reconstruction, yeah. and that that's how they'll get it through. Uh, it's, I mean, it's going to it's going to go through. It's just it's embarrassing, I guess, for for Scottish football that it's ended up in a the normal sort of squabble about it. I think there's some big issues here that definitely deserve a good debate. 
I think the Hearts relegation and relegation generally for all the teams that are affected by it is is a tough one, uh, as is the promotion challenge. But to have a team that was a distant second place in the league with no hope of realistically finishing second, probably starting to look over their shoulder at whether they would get caught by third, uh, to have the, the tail wagging the dog like that is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, never let it be forgotten. Uh, you're bang on there, Paul. Here, is there a, is there any other business? Any transfer gossip, Remy? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, obviously, the, the big the big transfer story today is that uh, Hadji's going to Real Madrid. <laughs> Did you see that the other day? Uh, was it not Atletico uh, Madrid? Even, no, it's Real Madrid. Even oh. his dad wouldn't believe that one. I mean, it. And the thing is, why are they punting that that story? He's not, not, he's not even their player. It's like, I, I just, I didn't get. I mean, obviously it's a load of crap. But the day before, he was he was attracting bids from Man City and some. I think it was Chelsea. It's like, I okay. I mean, there, there was a, the interesting thing about the article yesterday about the Bundesliga was that the the chief exec of the Bundesliga, Sifa, I think you say, pronounce it. Yeah. He said that the transfer market is going to collapse this summer. And you will hardly see a big move at all, um, which I thought, you know, we've, we've spoken about it before. And when Kieran was on, he talked about it. And, you know, when guys who run what, one of the big five leagues say this, then you know that's what's going to happen. Because that's another reason that, you know, if you just leave the thing lying and, and hope that something turns up and we can restart in September or August or whatever, it's all the players' contract issues. I mean, that's an absolute... Yeah, but if you look at... If you take Zayic, it's going from Ajax to Chelsea. Where, where does he go? He's already signed a contract, which I'd assume kicks in on the 1st of July. Yeah. If, if the English league is starting up again in July behind closed doors, can he go and play for them? Uh, I, I don't know if he can. I mean, I mean, FIFA were going to extend contracts, but by underemployment law, there's no chance they could do that. But, but what they were what they were suggesting was they would extend contracts to to be to the end of the season. So if you're like using the Dutch as a great example, if you're playing for Ajax and the season gets called on the twenty third of April, when we expect UEFA to back down on their, you know, you can't call the league edict. So that theoretically that means that his contract in that case would expire then. Uh, would expire on the thirtieth of June. It would certainly be expired in time for him to join. Chelsea, but can he join Chelsea before they start their, their following season? Yeah, and that's the whole thing. It's a complete mess. Uh, and that's where you need some level of UEFA and FIFA competence to determine how you do cross-border transfers. And that's no clear at the moment. Anyway, I think uh, this is way, way too complicated for my uh, chicken brain. Uh, here's hoping that something gets sorted out tomorrow. If not, uh, we'll have more fodder for next week's podcast. Uh well, tomorrow's uh, Good Friday, and at five o'clock it could be an excellent Friday. Very good, I like it. You 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 wrote that down on a bit of paper, Remy. Before you no, I didn't. I, I didn't. I just thought it, and because I, I just realised it's Friday, and we should and Brady should be on because he, he he might be right that we won the league on a Friday. Brady will be sitting there waiting on by his transistor radio with a super dry baseball cap on, mm-hmm. just ready. To, I told you so, boys. I told you so. Anyway, yeah, recording his latest broadcast on his 3G phone. <laughs> right, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, well, we'll do it. We'll reconvene at the start of next week. Uh, here, Paul, uh, the the GoFundMe thing all done and dusted now. Well, 
yeah, technically it's it's still open, but we're we're, we're running it to to the end. We we let it. Uh, I think we stopped promoting it on the the Twitter feed at the weekend, but as as of today, we're at seven thousand seven hundred pounds, which is absolutely fantastic. And I think uh, again, a big thanks for everybody who who chipped in for that. It was really quite humbling to see it and see some of the messages that that came in. We got. You know, we'll, we'll not talk about them in terms of individuals, but we've got some lovely messages in for people telling us what what uh, the donation meant to them and what the podcast had been doing for them. So, you know, thank you for everybody who got in touch on that. Aye, they'll all be saying they're back to the usual shite this week, though. Oh, <laughs> it's the first time we've been able to talk about anything football-related for weeks. <laughs> ah, well, it would have helped if I knew what I was talking about. Anyway, Remy, I'll talk to you again soon, pal. Uh, uh, you, you just... You, Try and stay away from golf for a change, yeah? Aye, right. Paul, talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, Paul. Right, see you. Thanks, guys. See you later, Paul.